Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Horwood, joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how's it going? Woo! First place in the Easter Conference! Woo! I've never been less excited for a playoff run in my entire life. Um, I just think there, that's, first of all, defeatist attitude. Uh, I would expect I mean, nothing, nothing less. We've known each other for several decades at this point. If you yeah. don't know that's going to be the case, I don't know what to tell you. It's a fair point, entirely fair point, probably my <laughs> fault, but I don't know. I I have I have no doubt that they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals. It's just that I think they might get swept when they get there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it it really depends on the matchup. It depends on how tough the series is between whether it's Miami, the Bucks, it, well, or it's, it's going to be Nets. the Nets. Let's not kid ourselves. Eh, maybe you never know. Um, the Nets are a weird team. Uh, and James Harden, James Harden chokes in the playoffs. So I don't know. I, it's it's interesting. Also, could could anything be less interesting than the NBA play-in games? Well, <laughs> I am excited for the seven eight. I was excited to see the nine ten in the East. Obviously, it didn't break down to be you know what we would call an exciting game. Uh, I think the the Pacers currently up one thirty four to one ten on the Gordon Hayward-less Hornets. But huh. I don't know, man. The West, the West will be fun. I mean, you've got Lakers-Warriors tomorrow night. In a game that whoever... I don't know. I, I'm not I, I'm not thrilled with it. I don't. I think... Wow. We talked about it last week. I know you hate the playing tournament for I reasons just think that are not clear to me. Well, what, like, the, the Lakers are the seventh seed. Yeah. Have, why do they have to earn their way into the playoffs? They did that by being the seventh best team in the conference. Uh, but this is this is an entirely new year, Gregory. This is an entirely new event where we're being more inclusive. We're giving more I'm teams gonna, a reason to be competitive throughout the season to to try and get teams to stop tanking. And here we are. I hate that every every day when I talk to myself, I sound more and more like Howard Eskin. That's who mm. I sound like. He complains about nothing. He complains about everything new in sports. But I feel I feel a very similar way. He hates the shift in baseball. I hate the shift in baseball. He hates the playing game. I hate the playing games. He hates the jersey number switches in the NFL. I actually love the jersey number switches in the NFL. Mm-hmm. If you hate that, like I get I get from a merchandising standpoint and fans and having them to pay money and things like that. Like to change you know with somebody who changes numbers. Oh, I want a Jalen Hurts jersey. He's going from two to one. It's sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Like this is this is just the case. The league needs to make up money after last year. It's just good. that's what it is. I just like that you were on a very clear path, and then you diverted at the last second and started talking about things you like. Um, yeah. I, you know, you know what really pisses me off is the uh, all these newfangled stadiums that have lights and night games. Uh, listen, if you don't like a good day baseball game, I I, I don't know what to tell you. I spend a lot of my time now because I'm at home, and when I'm not rewatching old se- seasons of The Challenge, mm-hmm. uh, which I know we covered last week, but uh, I, I mean, 
MLB package, dude. There's day games almost every day. Like, it, you got to watch day baseball. That's how it works. Well, I can tell you that, uh, you know, I've been I've been ramping up on the bike recently. And you, as I've said a million times, when I'm on the exercise bike, I tend to be playing MLB The Show. In this instance, it's MLB The Show 19 because I don't want to take my PlayStation 5 into my really shitty hot garage. So I've been playing 19 and I do hate the day games in MLB The Show because it's much harder to see the ball. Let me tell you what, speaking of that game, uh, I was playing the other night and I made it to the big leagues, Chris. Congrats, buddy. I made it to the big leagues and playing first base. I don't know where Reese Hoskins went. He disappeared somewhere. Wait, 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 wait. You made a player who plays first base. No, 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 no. I made a player that played third and then... I was confronted when I was getting, I was hot in the minor leagues. Uh-huh. Everyone was looking at me. I was, the expectation was I was getting called up. And they said, Greg, there's an issue. Alec Baum plays third base. Sure. What do you think about playing first base? And mm-hmm. I was like, uh, you know what, coach? I'm going to have to take you up on that. Any way to get to the bigs. Uh, so I eventually switched to first. I had to play like another three months in the minor leagues. And I, I made my way up through the minors and, into the pros. I'm really I, proud of you. I become a starter, and I, I go through the end of my first, uh, the end of like the half season of getting called up. I, 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 you know, now I'm the permanent starter. We go through a full season. There it is. You know, not not the best season in the world. Whatever. We get to season two in the big leagues. I'm on pace to be an all star. Oh shit! Oh shit! I got I got home runs. I got RBIs. I'm I'm stealing bases. I, I'm a, I'm a mediocre fielder at best, but I'm there. You know, I'm driving in runs. Team stinks. You know, like the regular Phillies. Day before the All Star game, I've been named an All Star. <gasps> I tag up from second. I'm trying to get to third. I get thrown out of third. I get taken out of the game. I tore my MCL. Out no. For the season. Out for the season, Chris. That was unreal. a roller coaster ride. I mean, not just unreal. I absolutely unreal. That's why this game stinks. Isn't by the way, isn't it better for the uh, isn't it better for the team if you would have just played left field? I feel like the, there's more lineup balance. I mean, probably. You would think that Hoskins probably stuck around. I can't imagine that we just sent him away. But just like the regular Phillies, they have just zero pitching. Like there's like the team the team is just not well built. I don't know what's going on. What about Chase Anderson? He stinks. <laughs> Absolutely stinks in the uh, game and in real life. I have compared the Phillies to uh, to the people who spend $100,000 on a new addition to their house but have a crumbling foundation. Yeah, they, it's, it's not good, buddy. It's not good. All they need is pitching. This offense is good enough to score runs most of the time. It, like, I just, I don't, I, I will never understand. I'll never understand it. Just get any sort of pitching. Any sort of pitching. Well, if I remember correctly, in previous iterations of the game, there that you do have some say in the off season once once you're around long enough. So you can, uh, you know, in in like four or five years, you can encourage the team to go after pitching in the off season. But that that actually drives me a little bit crazy because you have to make your decisions, you know, about when to resign once you get through arbitration and all the all that nonsense. And you don't really know what the team's plan is or what they're doing when you make the decision to resign. So, you know, they could, you could be a World Series caliber team, you resign, going back to compete, and then they let the two best pitchers leave in free agency. 
Oh, yeah, man. I'm flat out in the mud when it comes to the money, the money side of this. I got nothing. I'm making oh. I'm making zero dollars. I'm getting paid five sixty five five hundred and sixty thousand. I'm an all star. God damn it. You, you poor guy. Um, that's that's I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And I, ho- <laughs> I hope your family will be OK. But in those in those games, I always sign for the minimum, regardless of how much I'm, you know, how good I am, because it seems like I, it's fake money. And I would rather there be more money to sign other good players. Yeah, always. I'm, I'm cutting them the Tom Brady deal. Every it's single not. Time. It's not a Tom Brady. I will sign for five hundred thousand dollars in like after after an MVP season in year eight. Seems ridiculous, but of course I understand of course the logic. Ridiculous. I understand the logic. Now look, I don't want to lose the players around me. I'm a team player. I'm a captain. Uh, I remember that mechanic is uh, is in 2019. So <laughs> so there's that. Um, yes, uh, this is. I don't know. It's I, first of all, I am devastated to hear about the injury. Please let me know how it goes. And if there's anywhere that any myself and anyone listening can send flowers, uh, we certainly will. I can I tell you, <laughs> I, I've I've always been an advocate of never upping my players' durability through any of the, like the trainings because I get bored during a 162 game season, and quite frankly, I would rather my guy only played like 110 or 120. Yeah, it's not a bad point. I mean, it is somewhat tedious. I've also realized, and I literally just noticed, I've been playing this game for. A month and a half at this point. Mm-hmm. I just noticed last night that when I go to start the next series, uh, when the game starts, I can just, or when I go to start the game, instead of just hitting play next game, mm-hmm. there's a play next, a sim to next appearance button. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So a month and a half. Didn't realize that was the case. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have Sit you been playing anything else but MLB? Uh, I dip into NHL every once in a while, and I and I tur- I turned on 2K. 2K is just so annoying. The games are it's so predictable. Good. When you play online, the games go one of two ways. You either get out to an early lead, and then slowly but surely you blow the lead. Everything mm-hmm. you've done before, and as the game started, everything you do doesn't work anymore. Shots don't go in. Your guys can't drive to the basket. No idea why. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then you just slowly lose the lead and you end up losing. Or you just get trounced by 30 and it's just not fun. And it's like immediate and there's just no coming back. And you'll inch back, you'll get it to like 10, you go on some like ridiculous run, and then you're just back down 30 again. Oh, I never, I forgot to tell you this. We've we talked about this previously. I ended up building the stadium where all the fences are 500 feet. Huh. And 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 they're forty foot fences. So not only do you have to hit the ball five hundred feet to hit a home run, it still has to be forty feet above the ground in order for it to be a home run. Uh, have not seen one yet, but <laughs> in in the couple of games that I have played, I will tell you a lot of inside the park home runs. I mean, I can imagine you hit one over the head of the outfield. That thing's rolling for day. this is adult softball at that point. Yeah. Just there's just not an extra outfielder. Yeah, you got, no, you got a, what are you running a beer league over there? We are just, and the, quite frankly, the stadium looks like it. But quite frankly, well, real quick, quite frankly, Beer League is one of the more underrated movies of all time. Just got to put that out there. Greg, it's no basketball. It's no basketball. It's it's not, but it's up there, buddy. I I mean, I'd put it up there. I mean, it's not joke for joke, but Beer League is very funny. The Artie Lang vehicle. Yeah, I I struggle with Artie Lang stuff at this point. Just I mean, he's got some problems. Yeah, sure. We put those problems aside, Chris. Separate the art from the artist. You tell me you don't like dirty work? 
I, well, Dirty Work's a Norm movie. It's not. A yeah, but Artie's Artie's the co-star. Eh, Artie, Nor- Jack Ward, Chevy Chase. It's an, well. There's a lot of really shitty people in that movie. <laughs> uh, we've we've played this game before. Let's let's play it again. What is the Rotten Tomatoes score for Beer League? Oh, it's definitely like twelve. It, and it shouldn't be. It does. I'm waiting for it to load. It it they care so little that it, okay the tomato. So we obviously have two things. We have the tomato meter and the audience score. The tomato meter references the the critics' rating, and you believe that would be 12? Yeah. What do you believe the audience score is? The audience score is probably like 58. It is exactly 58. The I mean, tomato, that's ridiculous. The tomato meter, 27. Eh, all right. The critics liked it more than I thought. But I wonder, eh, well, eh, then you kind of consider, is that just people trying to get in good with Howard? Because Howard at the time was so much more powerful than Howard Stern today. Mm-hmm. You give Artie a little bit of love. But 27 is not great. There are uh, <laughs> dirty work. The Norm movie isn't even the first dirty work that comes up. Atrocious. When you, when you look it up, uh, it's a, a film from 2006 starring Lance Reddick. I don't but even know who that is. Lance Reddick was, uh, you, you've seen him in 700 things. Mm. Uh, he's the, he's the, the tall, black African-American gentleman. Ah, uh, okay. I know. The tall, black African-American. About. That was, that clears that up. Well. Um, tall, bald, bald African-American gentleman. He's the guy who plays the commissioner in The Wire. Yes. No. And, al- yeah. and also, also he's in John Wick. And he was he the was... creepy guy in Lost, too. Yeah, Lance Reddick was in Lost. He played Abaddon in Lost. Kudos to you on that. Let's go to Dirty Work. What is the what is the critic score for Dirty Work? Uh, critic score is probably and people like Norm. Mm-hmm. It's probably like twenty two. Is it seventeen? What's the audience score? See, I think the audience score is a lot higher. I think the audience score would be like a seventy one. 65, but yeah, see, con- look at this. consistently in that like five point margin of error space. So good for you. Eh, listen, sometimes you just bet. He did play Abaddon. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I Maybe I, I, Rotten Tomatoes is so weird to me, though. I just don't like you can't sit and watch Dirty Work and tell me it's not a fantastically funny movie. You got Don Rickles. Bob mm-hmm. Saget directed it mm-hmm. like this is it's it's a flat out hilarious movie. Are you telling me you bet against Rocky and Rocky Three? Like that—that that is a hilarious joke. The guy Chevy Chase owes his bookie money because he bet on Clubber Lang in Rocky Three. Who would bet on Clubber Lang? I mean, that guy can—that guy can punch. It is true. It is true. I don't know. I, d- dirty work to me is very funny, and and beer league also very funny. I don't know. I'm trying to see if I can search stuff by norm. Let's let's see. What is the highest rated Norm McDonald movie that I could find? I mean, but how many has he even been in? That's the real question. Because Norm's uh, essentially stand up. Yeah, I'm not counting the stand up. He's got a hundred percent stand up uh, show. But his top film uh, that's a voice, so we don't count that. Yeah. Okay, so his his top movie. And you're never in a million years going to get this, so I'm not. I'll. I'm just going to say it. Hey, he, it, it, it oh, give me. Oh. You got a hint? Is there any sort of hint? Oh God, I. Oh, his co-star. I have to confirm who the co-star is. I think. <laughs> oh, I think no. I. I think I know who it is, but I'm not a thousand percent sure. 
the co-star, yeah, the co-star is Woody Harrelson. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I have, I have no idea. That would be The People versus Larry Flint. You know what's funny? That is literally what I would have guessed because that's the only thing. Like I, I went, I was quickly racking my brain for Woody Harrelson movies, <laughs> and the only thing I would have thought of would have been that movie where Norm could have possibly made an appearance. Nothing else would have made sense. Maybe he's a natural-born killer as like a wacky news reporter who's talking <laughs> about that. Like that's what was going through my mind. That is uh, ridiculous. It does not look like he's in Natural Born Killers for the nah, record. Oh well, what can you do? Um, following the 88% score of The People vs. Larry Flint, he had a 63% for Man on the Moon, the Jim Carrey vehicle. Huh. Uh, the last of his fresh scores. That drops to 42% in Billy Madison. Uh, he was a voice in Dr. Doolittle and Dr. Doolittle 2. I believe those are not the Robert Downey Jr. versions. And uh, a voice in the uh, the Seventh Dwarf. It's a classic film, and who can forget it? I don't even know what that is. I don't either. Uh, <laughs> all, all the way down, all the way down to three percent in Jack and Jill. Dunkachino, buddy. I never saw. Never saw it. Never will see it. Well, Al Pacino changes his name to as a sponsorship. That is sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. He changes his name from Al Pacino to Dunk. Dunkachino. I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. Dunka 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 dunkachino. I don't know. That is as solid a joke as I would expect from that movie. It's literally the only part of the movie I know because once we were on a golf course and somebody who I was golfing with said, Yo, I watched the worst movie ever last night. You have to see this clip from it and then showed me that. And I, I've I've never stopped laughing at, at that particular moment in the movie. It's so bad. And I like Sandler. Okay. Uh, yeah, we've talked about we've <laughs> talked about Sandler before. You're you're higher on him than I am. Also, there people like to. I don't know if you see these clips of Adam Sandler playing basketball all the time. I'm just gonna say he's not that good. I mean, he's also in his fifties. Like, yeah. Billy, like Mad- Billy Madison shouldn't age. All right. Well, that's true. I'm, I'll give you that. And the movie doesn't. But you think you think Shooter McGavin's still out there shooting sixty fives? I don't think so. Oh, hundred percent. No, he's he's flat out breaking. He's he's into the fifties at this point. This guy, Shooter can play. Shooter can play. Also, speaking it was of, Shooter's tour. Also, Shooter McGavin in Dirty Work. It all comes full circle. Adam also Sandler. His, his also name's certainly not work. Shooter McGavin. No, it's Christopher uh, Christopher McDonald. But yeah. he's he's in Dirty Work. Sandler uncredited in Dirty Work. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot. The Norm Sandler universe crosses over. Okay, let's see. Uh, and by the way, <laughs> we have we have talked about uh, we've talked about this gentleman a lot because your brother is a, a big fan. No, of his. don't do it. Can we just can we just address the fact that by all accounts, Kevin James is like a flat out horrible human being to his fans. That I have no idea about. Yeah, I have apparently, no idea what you're referencing. I, I, I was reading. Uh, I was on a Reddit thread the other day talking about the. The, the best and worst encounters that people have ever had with celebrities. And so many people said Kevin James just thinks he is God's gift to the world and like won't give anybody attention. It's, you know, he seems like he's bothered when anybody asks for an autograph or anything like that. Kevin James does not warrant that kind of attitude. I don't know, man. I, 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 I find it hard when, 
When people criticize celebrities, I think about my own situation. If I were to be this person, right, and and still had the same sort of neurotic insanity that I have now, when mm. it comes to just being in public and dealing with people, I don't know if I would react differently. I would try. I would certainly try. Probably harder than some of the people do currently. Mm. But there's there's a part of me that is just like if you if you get if you get overwhelmed in situations when it comes to people and all that sort of stuff like i don't necessarily fault people for that and you have to think kevin james has been famous for a very long time right yeah so, so fucking get used to it nah, and learn how people, to be nice to people people man. constantly bothering you dude eventually that wears on you it just does that's he, human nature you sign up for it and those people are the reason that you get to make a bunch of money and I also don't necessarily trust Reddit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't trust anything on the internet anymore. That's kind of where my life's at. What do you mean? I'm I, <laughs> I'm no. I'm not gonna make it that joke. Never mind. Um, <laughs> just moving right on. I uh, I don't know. Well, you know, you know, I'm very I'm very different in that. I don't know. I don't want to say I'm an attention whore, but I certainly like attention. And uh, so I I don't think I would have such a hard time with it. I do think you know. Every so often when I'm trying, just trying to do something or get somewhere, it might be a little more curt, but well, I think I, I'd, I think I would handle it fairly well. I think about the scene in, and obviously this is a very, this is a very nuanced sort of thing, but mm. I think about the scene in uh, The Last Dance with Jordan when he's like in the hotel room and he's like, I just can't, I can't go anywhere. He's like, well, that's Michael Jordan. Though. Well, I, I understand that, but like. There are people who are on that level from a celebrity status, maybe a shade under, but it's it's a very similar feeling to that. Like it has to be where there you can't you can't necessarily relate to like normal normal life anymore. You can't go anywhere. You can't if you're uh, let's just say like Lady Gaga. Like Lady uh-huh. Gaga can't just go rolling around the streets by herself like without some sort of anything because there's just people are crazy and they just keep an eye on you. They shoot your dog walkers. Like that's just. That's kind yeah. of how that life works. It's weird. I mean, that's understandable, but that's also like, I think we're talking about a very rarefied air of celebrity rather than the, well, yeah, what Jordan's I would call a, the Kevin James level. Jordan's a bad example. I don't know, man. Kevin, the King of Queens was big. He's been Stop in the it. It was, this is sitc- it was a sitcom. And he Are was you telling fun. me people don't get famous off sitcoms? I'm not saying King no, of Queens is good. No, of course people get famous off sitcoms, but when I think of like the, the world's famous people... I don't think of Kevin James. I yeah, think, dude, nobody's I think, ever heard of Jerry Seinfeld. Nobody ever gets famous off sitcoms. I mean, Seinfeld was the biggest comedian in the world before, even before that. But bef- all of that, I, and again, I what—I literally said, of course, people get famous off sitcoms. But I'm just saying, if if you and I are walking, you know, we're, we're walking around downtown LA, and we're like, oh, oh. Like, holy shit, dude, holy shit, holy shit. I think that's like, is that Tom Cruise? And they're like, oh, look, there's Kevin James getting coffee. Like, I don't give a shit about Kevin James. Who cares? Well, I don't either, but some people do. I just feel like it's not that level of celebrity. And it's funny that as you text me that, I just got a text from a a minor celebrity who you know does a show on our network. Was it Seinfeld? It was Seinfeld. And let's be fair, Seinfeld yeah. Seinfeld had been on he started he started stand up in 76. He was on the Tonight Show in 81. 
And he did his first one-hour special in 87. I don't necessarily know if he was a superstar when the original when Seinfeld premiered. He was definitely a known commodity, but it, he wasn't... That's a little bit revisionist history. That's that's fair, but I also feel like you're drawing you're drawing too many opinions based on outliers. You're talking about maybe the most popular comedy of all time on television. Sure, but Ashton Kutcher is also famous, and he was on a sitcom. Yeah, but Ashton Kutcher, like he's and he another. He kind of fell off. Yeah, like that's another one where I'd be like, honestly, it'd be like, oh, is that Mila Kunis? Oh, the, look, Ashton's with her. Sure. Demi Moore too. That was a whole thing. Yeah, like you know I, what's funny? I feel like I feel like Ashton Kutcher can walk around. There's will there, will there be some attention? Of course, there's going to be attention, but it's not it's not Michael Jordan. A crowd is forming. It's not you that go. Britney Spears craziness. It is not that Britney Spears craziness. 90s. Yeah. Dude, you know what's nuts? Um, as my wife's laptop battery dies in the background. Um, uh. That the one of the worst shows I think I've ever watched more than one episode of. Ashton Kutcher had a show on Netflix, and it's probably still up there called The Ranch. Oh yeah, with uh, the the guy from the Parks and Rec with the with the mustache. Sam Sam Neil. No, yeah, maybe. Uh, there's just I mean that you want to talk about just just like junk TV, just yeah. typical uh, sitcom BS, and then they, they Sam Elliott Sam Elliott Sam Elliott. Then they had the other guy from that '70s show was on it originally. Yeah. Uh, then then they got rid of him real quick. Yeah, he got he got he got bounced because of whatever situation he's involved in. That's still it's still going. How is it still going? There's been eight seasons of it. I don't know. So that's what happened to Alicia Cuthbert. (laughs) She's on that show now. No way, really. I haven't watched it since like probably the second or third installment. So it's been a while. Uh, not- a- Abby Phillips Bennett. She, I guess, she's married to Ashton Kutcher's cult Regan Bennett, a former huh. star quarterback of his high school football team, who returns to his hometown after a 15-year absence to help his father and older brother on their family ranch. It is, it is amazing when you think about watching some of these shows that are on. Like, uh, th- there are just some trash sitcoms that you somehow just fall like. You're like, I'm just gonna keep watching this. I'm just gonna keep doing it. It's just on. Yeah. You know. I don't know. It's weird. It's well, very weird. Gravity of what you watch is powerful. because, And also there's this, like, there's this sunken cost thing where you're like, all right, I've, I've spent this much time. I might as well see how it goes and how it finishes out. Yeah, that's true. It is, I was thinking about it today, though. Like uh, how much more I remember early seasons of shows compared to the ends of shows. Like Family Guy's an interesting one because I I remember so many of the early seasons, like yeah. one through probably six or whatever. Uh, like a spe- well, especially before it ever came back. Like those original DVD box sets got watched and watched and watched and watched mm-hmm. uh, to the point where like now like I couldn't like new Family Guy. I got nothing for you. It's hit it's hit a Simpsons level of I have nothing. You know what I mean in reference to like watching it. Yeah. Uh, Wilmer Valderrama and Kurtwood Smith both have appeared on the show multiple times. So that's it's, not surprising. They're not going to and pulling from uh, what's that? The, the 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 former Charlie. What's the dude's name? Uh, the, the three and a half men pulling, oh, from three, pulling from three and a half men. John Cryer and hmm. Conchata Farrell. R.I.P. R.I.P. Indeed have also been on the show. Huh. So I will never watch it. 
But uh, you I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to revisit this. This is ridiculous. I, I think that might be a mistake. In fact, well, I'm gonna go ahead and say it's definitely a mistake. You know what? I did revisit recently, and I know. I know this guy's in a lot of pe- a lot of people don't consider this guy a good guy anymore. Uh, I watched Harris Harold and Pete. Harold and Pete. Oh, oh, okay. It's yeah, Louis C.K. Very, yeah. it's like the most depressing show of all time. I just, it's the most, it's the weirdest shit I've ever watched. But I, I revisited it recently for some reason. It, it has a very, it's a very weird vibe. But those are the kind of things you go back and you watch and you're just like, why did I ever watch this the first time? Yeah. What the hell was I thinking? Yeah, the, the Louis Horace thing. And Pete, not the Louis Harris. thing was disappointing. Horace and Pete. Yeah, yeah, well, it, it's, I don't, I don't. I was never the biggest Louie guy to begin with. Like, I like Lucky Louie, but I never yeah. really watched his stand-up, so I was never, like, you know. And Lucky Louie was just a straight comedy show for a season on HBO, so. It was but an I, absolutely insane, with no no limits comedy show. Yeah, zero filter, very funny, very funny show. Uh, who, was the, who was the celebrity when... Something came out about them, and you're like, "Damn, I'm not. I can't like this person anymore." Which one bothered you the most? Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily know if I've ever written someone off for anything. I think a lot of that is just like a lot of not caring. I yeah. just don't. I don't get super invested in people. So like when something somebody does something unbelievably ridiculous, I just kind of go. God, like, what, what, is, what are you doing? You're just a dummy. Like, I can't, I can't get involved. But I don't necessarily know who I was most disappointed. I sound like a, I sound like a disappointed dad. Um, huh. By the way, in the one that's going on right now, can we address the fact that absolutely no one in the world is surprised to learn that Ellen DeGeneres is a giant asshole? Again, the but this is a situation where is it her? Or is oh, it, no, it is 100% her. Well, is it her or is it like her assistants and people around her that build the culture of a place? Now, sure, I'm again. No, this, it's her. She's a, mis- back, she's a miserable human being. But you don't know that. You don't know her. Every single story, and not just like random encounters, but literally like other celebrities will tell you she is a miserable person. Eh, maybe me and Ellen would get along. Uh <laughs> It's possible. Um, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, let's say I'll say Ellen's my most disappointing. Then no, I'm kidding. Hey guys, Chris here to let you know this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why is brought to you in part by Smile Brilliant. You know, there's an old quote, I believe it's from Don Quixote. It basically says that every tooth in a person's head is more valuable than a diamond. I 100% believe this to be true. If you take care of your teeth, they're going to take care of you and that is why I am so excited to tell you guys about Smile Brilliant. Maybe you're a nighttime teeth grinder, and if so, you're certainly not alone. That puts you among one of an estimated 40 million other Americans who do as well. It's a problem and a lot of things can cause it. It can be stress, anxiety, an abnormal bite, chronic teeth grinding is going to lead to worn enamel, tooth decay, sleeplessness, and expensive dental procedures. The worst of which is the last one. If this applies to you and you've looked into it, you know the number one teeth grinding prevention recommended by dentists is a custom fitted night guard, and that's gonna run you two to 300 bucks per guard, and you're gonna go through a couple, you know, maybe even three a year. 
Well, fear no more, a simple and logical solution is here. Using Smile Brilliance Lab Direct process, you can get the same custom-fitted night guards for as little as $45 per guard. But that's not all these mouth magicians at Smile Brilliant have to offer. They also have custom-fitted whitening trays that cost about 70% less than the average and are delivered three to five times faster. And don't get me started about the Carry Pro Electric Toothbrush. It has all the features of the more expensive models, really expensive models, and uh, at half the price, this thing is gonna be sitting in my bathroom very shortly. So check this out, this is really exciting. Head over to www.smilebrilliantsmi.com L-E-B-R-I-L-L-I-A-N-T dot com and use Y-W-H-W for 30% off your order. That is a legitimately generous offer. Once again, that is www.smilebrilliant.com and use that promo code Y-W-H-W. I don't know, I, I was a Mel Gibson fan. It's unfortunate that he is the person that he is, but I still, you know kind of watch Mel Gibson stuff. Uh, this, this might go back to the fact that I don't watch a lot of different things. Like, I've never seen a Lethal Weapon. Wrong. I've seen Lethal Weapon 6, and it's the Always Sunny remake of it. Lethal that's Weapon, the- that, that series is excellent. There's no reason that you, sh- you, wouldn't, wa- you uh, wouldn't enjoy that. Chris, but- I watched Back to the Future for the first time in, like, 2016, 2017. Is that, tr- is that true? 100%. Wow. 2017 was probably when it was. No, it was 2016, because I was still living at home. Before we bought our first house, yeah. Um, the the when is when Aziz's name was out there, that was a disappointing one. But that really does seem like it was uh, nothing more than a weird, awkward sexual encounter, rather than him being like him being a shitty person. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's and tough and then he addressed it in the stand up too. That well, stand up special was amazing. You kind of have to address it though. You kind of have to, like, if you don't think you did something wrong, or if you had a different interpretation of it, you kind of have to put yourself out there to to sell your side of the story. Not that it's ever going, for most people, it doesn't work. You know yeah. what I mean? For most people, the, the uh, uh, who's the freaking comedian? Fighter and the Kid, Brian Callen. Uh-huh. Like, that dude got completely re- accused of, like, crazy stuff. Uh, like super serious sexual assault stuff, and yeah. he's out there trying to fight it, and nobody listens. So you, 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 like, I don't, I, I, and I was never, I, I used to listen to Fighter and the Kid like way back in the day, 2015, 2016. Stopped a couple years ago because the show just wasn't entertaining anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was always a guy that always weirdly defended everybody. Like anytime an issue came up, he would really defend people, and then his. That one of his really good friends, Chris D'Elia, got thrown out there as a uh, jerk yeah, off. An, another not great guy. That guy and, stinks. And and, and he, he the, stunk before all the issues came out. But yeah. then he just double stunk. It was te- that guy's a creep. By the way, the there is an amazing Chris D'Elia story, and it has everything you know, just has to do with him basically f- facing the repercussions of what happened. He's in, well, he was originally in this new Army of the Dead movie, the uh, the Zack Snyder, Dave Batista zombie movie that's coming out on Netflix in a couple of weeks, which is getting really good reviews, by the way, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to. He was in it, uh, but then all the stuff came out, and they're like, shit, like, we, we can't get rid, we can't have him in our movie. Um, so th- it was during the pandemic. They couldn't get everybody together. 
They went through the process of digitally removing him and erasing him from every scene that he was in and digitally inserting Tig, uh, Tig Nataro in his role. Tig is in this movie and has never filmed with any of the people in the movie. She literally did it by herself on a soundstage in, a green, in front of a green screen. That's weird. That's a super weird thing. And apparently, and apparently she's awesome in it. Yeah, she's... I'll, I'll keep my opinion to myself. I'm not the um, biggest. I'm not the biggest yeah. fan either. But she is. Uh, but apparently, very good in this movie. And still and very works. interesting. That's a very interesting story. I, yeah, I, I kind of find that crazy. Literally, digitally erased him from every single scene. And she, you know, she was not allowed to ad lib at all on any line. Had to be super specific about where she was putting her hands when she was quote unquote supposed to be touching people. Huh. Wow. It was. Yeah. It was. It's super crazy and super impressive. The uh, the Kevin Spacey one sucks for so many reasons. One because yeah, because well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because because he is him and the things happened that happened, but also because he's in two of my favorite movies of all time in The Usual Suspects and Seven. Also love Baby Driver. Ironically, he, I've seen both of those. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Look at me. I'm proud of. I mean, played a you know played a very uh, accurate role in Horrible Bosses too. Um, yeah, yeah, but, that's a good movie. But the horrible bosses movies are good. But they're really good. Yeah, like now I can't go back. Like I can't go back and enjoy, you know, Usual Suspects, which is probably a top three movie of all time for me. Seven, which is probably like a top twenty movie. Baby Driver is a top fifty movie, I would guess. Like it's just it's ruined because Spacey is Spacey. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a definite tough one. Let me tell you what. Not to backtrack, but my no. favorite Chris, my favorite Chris D'Elia story is. Uh, his his Netflix special Incorrigible came out, mm-hmm. and uh, I turned it on. And after legitimately thirty five seconds, I was like, "Oh, this isn't funny," and I just turned it off. It's yeah. that bad. It's that bad. He's just not. He was fine on. T- I used to listen to ten minute podcast, which was fine. It was him, Will Sasso, and Callen. It is what it is. Like that was an all right, an all right podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then like his his stand up just absolutely terrible. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, the spacey one is a tough one. It's a tough one. I uh, I'm I still on that the uh, Adam Sandler uh, Rotten Tomatoes page, <laughs> and I I'm gonna let's play a little game here. I'll see how many of the top five Adam Sandler critic r- ratings uh, you can get with a, a very standard three strikes and you're out system. Just movies, no stand up specials. And it's got to be Uncut Gems. It's number one at 91%. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, um, yeah, not, no, no, that's <laughs> definitely not it. Um, I, got, I got confused at what I was going to say, and then I almost guessed it out. Uh, 51st Dates? Uh, is not too low. It's like nine at 45%. Punch Drunk Love. Pun- yes, you that you need to get in that headspace. Punch yeah. Drunk Love is number two at seventy nine percent. Spanglish. Spanglish is one above Fifty First Dates, fifty three percent by the strike uh, two. God damn. There's a there's a very obvious one uh, that, that is also uh, maybe ironically not the funniest movie he's ever made, but he it was the first time he was ever really. Lauded for his dramatic chops, I think. Mm. Nope, uh, it was that was Punch Drunk Love. This was the second time. Man, it's an Apatow movie. Oh, it's uh, fifty fifty. 
Nope. Per- no, not 50-50. Funny people. Funny people is correct. It's two. That's 50-50 is essentially the same movie, just with Seth Rogen and JG. Uh, Joseph L. Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's funny people. Just and that's a better movie, by the way. But uh, okay, funny people is number three. Uh, so you've got three with uh, with one strike to go. It can't be grown ups because people hate grown ups. It is but definitely the, not. Grown-ups. I was gonna say yeah, but the, and the critics definitely do. It's not Little Nicky because that people hate that movie. Little Nicky is. I just saw it. Not high. It's not bulletproof. I. It's probably. It's. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> listen. I wish not, so much it was bulletproof. <laughs> it's a great movie. It is uh, a great movie. It's not. Um, uh, what the hell is that other movie? And I'll, I will give you another. I will give you another hint. They, they are these are live action movies because yeah. just just past Hotel this, Transylvania. Just past these, we get to the Hotel Transylvania series. I've never seen those, but it's one yeah. of those things that when my kids get of age where that's appropriate, I can't wait to watch them because I'm sure they're hilarious. Well, uh, Mario accidentally bought it on my Voodoo, so you're more than welcome to watch it anytime you like. That's what I'm looking for, buddy. Uh, <laughs> the free hookup. Um, it's definitely not the longest yard because it was a remake. It is not. We got to go back. We're going. We're going back a little bit here. Really, I I want to say Big Daddy because there is the serious side of that movie, but I I don't think they would give that a good enough thing. I don't think Mr. Deeds would be up there. I don't think I don't think Billy Madison or Gilmore would be up there, but now I'm struggling to figure it out. What's the 9/11 movie? Rain over me. Rain over me. Is that a guess? Yes. Is number five at 64. Mm. percent It's definitely so you've not- got one to go, one strike left, and it's the fourth, right? It is number four, and I'll give you another big hint. It's a movie you haven't mentioned yet. Wow. Oh man, that's gonna be a pain in the ass. Uh. And a classic movie too. It's not Fifty First Dates. It's no, not, but but you're on the right track. Yeah, when, you, when you're thinking about think about Fifty First Dates, you were very much on the right track there. Oh, is it the Wedding Singer? It is the Wedding yeah, Singer. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And that was the, I was either gonna go there or what's the new the one he did Murder Mystery, the one he did with Aniston on Netflix. Yeah. People so love it, that movie. Yeah, I, I never, never saw it. Never watch it. Never will. Uh, so it is Uncut Gems, Punch, Drunk Love, Funny People, Wedding Singer, Rain Over Me, Happy Gilmore, uh, The Hotel Transylvania 3 and 2, Hubie Halloween, Spanglish, 51st Dates Hotel Transylvania, Murder Mystery, Shakes the Clown, The House Bunny, uh, Anger Management, Billy Madison, Here Comes the Boom. I I mean, this is trash. You're going to tell me Anger Management is ahead of Billy Madison? And Big throw Daddy. Rot- throw Rotten Tomatoes in the garbage. And and Big Daddy and the Water Boy. I mean, disgusting. That's disgusting. Uh, I, that 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 is the last one I have a problem with. Looking at this list, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a Mr. Deeds fan, but uh, yeah, Mr. I, Deeds is, is Mr. Deeds is exactly what you wanted in uh, R.I.P. Conchata. I forget her last name. But she's Farrell. in that movie. Yeah, Conchata Farrell. I went on a rider. Winchesterton Fieldville, Iowa. Like what? Who comes up with that? It's Look. dumb. It's funny. He wants. He wants to. He wants to write Hallmark cards. It's a great movie. The only advice I have for you is don't mess with the Zohan. I mean, okay. Now that's honestly that is the line. Like, so if you talk about my my see every Adam Sandler movie, you get to that. That's the point. Where I like stopped. 
So everything leading up to that, I always watched. And then the Zohan came out. Like, I got Chuck and Larry on the board. That's got, a horrible film. Oh, it's terrible. Um, I got I got pretty much everything up to I saw Spanglish in theaters. And not only are you telling me this, you're, <laughs> you're saying this on a recorded line. Unreal, I know. But I saw it in theaters. I have no idea why. I don't remember who I saw it with. What year did it come out? What movie is that? Spanglish. Spanglish came out in 2004. Woof, I have no idea who I would have even seen that with. I would assume it was a girl, but I wouldn't know who. That's crazy. 2004. All right, Playboy. Yeah, I know, look at me. I mean, I've seen the most random movies of all time in theaters. I saw Head of State in theaters. I did too. Wildly underrated movie. Yeah, when Chris Rock was a movie star before he made Saul movies. Chris Rock, Bernie Mac, Tracy Morgan has an appearance in it. Uh, I mean, that movie is is flat out hilarious. He's Sharon Stone's cousin. How do you not vote for him? Chris That's... Rock owns him. Mesa. Mm, what the? What is his last name in that? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right, second game here. We're gonna we're gonna switch to box office draws here. The most most money made in the box office from these Adam Sandler films. Okay. Same rules. Top five, three strikes. Maze Gilliam, that's his name. Uh, so t- <laughs> I had to figure it out. Bernie Mac, R.I.P. Um, man, lots of death talking since you and I have been uh, chatting today. Box office draw, though. I mean, there was a time where Sandler was just an absolute box office sweetheart. Yeah, he's. And, uh, there's a lot of movies over $100 million. Uh, I don't want to say Grown Ups, because I don't think that would have done that much money. 16 movies over $100 million. Ugh. Uh, Grown Ups, mm. the thing about Grown Ups, though, is think about the time when it came out. It's prime. It's yeah. prime. I would think Grown Ups 1 would have to be on the list. Grown Ups is number four at $162 million. Only $5.9 million off his biggest movie ever. Uh, I don't think it'd be Longest Yard. Yeah, longest Yard is six. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I don't... Mm, and, and Big Daddy and those ones are probably too early. But... Megastar. Yeah, but was he at that point? All right, then I'll say Big Daddy. Big Daddy's number three. Uh, I went to see Big Daddy with a girl whose name I don't remember. Smart. And we did not get along. It's weird. I mentioned going to a movie in 2004 with a girl I couldn't remember, and all of a sudden my wife appeared in the kitchen <laughs> um, where I'm recording this. Uh, um, mm. So Big Daddy, Billy Madison's too early. I'd say Mr. Deeds. That has to be one. Mr. Deeds is a $100 million movie, but it's uh, like number seven at uh, $126 million. Huh. So what came out? 51st Dates. Gotta be. Uh, is right under Mr. Deeds at $120 no, million. What? This guy just printed money at one point. Really did. Now, I will tell you below that is I, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry at 100 Nineteen million. Like he just throw any shit out, 
And he's like, hey, we're gay firemen. $120 million. <laughs> Zohan's definitely not there. I think it, it, is, might be, it may yeah. be 100 but it's not in the top five. It did. He it is the last hundred million dollar movie uh, in terms of the order at one hundred even. So that would tell me that it's got to be something in that time frame before that. You're missing a very obvious thing, though. It's, it's not Happy Gilmore, is it? It is not Happy Gilmore. But I mean, I'm just thinking about who, like who goes to movies and who watches movies over and over again. Oh, Hotel Transylvania is number one at one hundred and sixty-seven point yeah. nine million. And my guess is it's two and three. Two is wrong. That'll be strike two. But three is number two at one hundred and sixty-seven point five million. The Hotel Transylvania two is for whatever reason they must not have box office on this because uh they yeah they don't have the box office listed for two. Hmm. Interesting. Huh, because I would assume that that's another one over $100 I would guess that it's probably right in between those two. I would guess it sits at number two, uh, but they don't have the numbers for it. So you have one, two, I forget which one. (laughs) All right, you definitely said Big Daddy because we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so you've got the top four. We've, We've got number five, and we find ourselves in the same position as we were last time. One left, one strike. Uh, it's got it's it's go a back, weird you, yeah you got to go back to this is early on classic adam sandler uh it's gonna bother me if i get this wrong it's probably <sighs> i keep wanting to say fever pitch but i know that's not right because that's jimmy fallon and it doesn't make any sense yes it's wrong for many uh, reasons <laughs> And Billy Madison definitely isn't. It can't be. That's too. That seems too early. This this film is very early on. It is within three. It is within three years of Billy Madison. Are you telling me that it's going overboard with him and Cuba Gooding Jr.? I can't believe that's the case. I don't uh, think there's any kidding. chance of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm and I, <laughs> uh, I, man, within three years of. Why am I blanking on it? Sandler's my guy, and uh, one of one of the one of his classic names of any character. Oh man, now I'm really mad. Yeah, you should be <laughs> mad about this one. He also wrote on this film and was an EP. Billy Madison, Happy. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. I, you're gonna have to tell me because I really don't know. Uh, he played a character by the name of Bobby Boucher. Oh, I saw that movie in theaters. God. I saw it with my neighbor and his dad and like all the weird like sexual innuendo stuff with uh, with Vicky Valancourt. That's yeah, the, really can, made it uncomfortable. Do you remember the first time you saw a movie with adult content with your parents? Yes. Well, this wasn't my parent, but yes. I, I For me, it was White Men Can't Jump. Interesting. Like I Interesting. wanted to, I, my, my mother knew I wanted to go see it. I love basketball. And there was some not so uh, child, <laughs> child uh, appropriate stuff in that movie. Huh. Crazy. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. I mean, I, I, it's been a while since I've jump. seen that movie, and now for some reason I can't. Uh, Rosie Perez. That's who I'm thinking of. I think Rosie, of her name. Yeah. I kept saying Rita for some reason in my head. Rosie Perez, huh. Woody Harrelson, and the great Wesley Snipes. And you could tell, like, 
Wesley Snipes had no idea how to play basketball. No, not even a little bit. Don't, he, like, whatever. Unbelievable athlete, but no idea how to play basketball. Whatever happened to Joey Lauren Adams? Just thinking I, about Big I, I Daddy literally stuff. just, you know what I just saw Joey Lauren Adams in was, uh, I, I, and I'm, I'm going to check this just to make sure it was her, but I'm 99% sure it was. Um, I, I was just rewatching, and now it's not coming up, so I'm worried that I'm screwing this up. Uh, but I was just I was rewatching Party Down uh, from Stars. Ah, with, excellent show. A great show. Oh yeah, absolutely great show. Ken Marino, Adam Scott, Lizzie Kaplan, Martin Starr. Um, Are we the, the, having fun yet? The blonde kid who's who was also in Veronica Mars, but she has uh, everything. What happened? See, I'm not sure that was Joey Lauren Adams. Date, married with children, dazed and confused. Yeah, okay, thank God it was it, okay. It was her. I was pretty sure. Yeah, she was in. She was in Party Down. Married yeah, I mean, to married to J.K. Simmons. Really? Yep. Okay. Well, that I mean, what? Now I'm completely confused. That show, like I've never seen the guest star list that this show had, just because of the premise. You know, you're at a different party, a different function every single time. And it is just like it's home run hitter after home run hitter in every single episode. Wait. Oh, oh, party down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's insane. Like it's it, the regular cast ensemble is very funny, but then you mix in everybody else who guest stars on a weekly basis, it's very fun. It's actually due for a rewatch for me. I got through it real quick. It's on. Well, it's not that. Yeah, it's on Hulu. I think. It, I think. Yeah, I, that must have been what I watched it through. But I but I was watching it through Apple TV. Um, yeah, 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 Jane Lynch. Actually, it's it's the I've never liked Megan Mullally more than I have in that show, and I don't know. I've, she's always kind of annoyed me, but I I liked her in I liked her in Party Down. Yeah, that makes sense. Jane she, Lynch, she, I was not as uh, sold on. Ryan Hansen is the blonde kid that I was thinking of. Ah, okay. Who the hell is married to J.K. Simmons? It's not. Are you talking about real life? Or are you talking about the show? No, in the show. Ah, okay. I got really confused, and I don't have as as photographical of a memory of the show without watching it in a while. But that makes more sense now because I'm like, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Joey Lauren Adams isn't married to J.K. Simmons in real life. Uh, she's married to a gentleman by the name of Brian Villum. Villum, yeah. Dude, this lady was in everything though. I mean, all the Kevin Smith stuff. Biodome. They talk about like uh, I like that that <laughs> constitutes everything for you. She's Listen, like, oh, she was in Mulrats. She was in Biodome. That's pretty much the big ones. Do you understand how many times I've watched both of those movies? Like it's, yeah, that's it's a an mistake. Insane number of times. I've seen Biodome so many times. Uh, actually, and, and I don't even like bringing up uh, bringing up the different conversations that happens on, happen on Better's Delight. I dropped a random quote from. Airheads the other day. A fine Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, and who? Adam Sandler vehicle. It all comes full circle, buddy. Michael Richards is in that movie. I guess you can't. Actually, there you go. Now it really comes full circle. There's a guy who I really wasn't a big fan of after that stuff. <laughs> uh, and you know what's, what's ironic? You mentioned the Kevin Smith movies and Biodome specifically. Her highest rated film is Chasing Amy, a Kevin Smith movie. And her lowest rated movie is Biodome at 4%. 
I mean, Biodome is a hilarious movie for what it is. That's where critic reviews don't make any sense. You have to take these, you have to take movies for what they're intended for. When you go into the movie and you go to create Biodome, you're not trying to create like Julius Caesar. You're not out here. You're not out here trying to make. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Trying to create Julius Caesar. He was a character. I meant like the Shakespeare book, Julius Caesar. (laughs) Sorry. Bad analogy. All right, let's let's do let's put it this way. You're in that you're out there to make Biodome. You're not mm-hmm. out there to make Kramer versus Kramer. And again, Michael well Ri- Michael Richards on the mind. We're going Kramer for that one. But it's like like that's where when you critically review something like that, it's like I don't mean this is just like a dumb junk food stoner comedy. Like this is that's all this is. Like it, stop. It, I like uh in the army now didn't depict. Water, uh, water treatment specialist that great in the army. Like what? Get out of here! Get out of my face with that. David Allen Greer, uh, uh, Andy Dick, Pauly Shore, the girl who I can't remember her name, but she's yeah. great in the movie. The girl. Nah, she deserves credit. Somebody Google in the army now. Somebody in the audience is doing it for me. Do you, do you think that there's? Do you think we're live? Maybe. I have no idea. It's been a long day. The, it's gotta uh, be the female Laura Petty is the ah, yeah. I would have never got that highest I also, listed female. This yeah, it's definitely here. This this new version of IMDb on my computer, the homepage when you search the movie, is just complete garbage. Uh, I don't want this is this is terrible. Well, well, if you search for Chris Horwitzell, you find a second credit which is now popped up. So that's wow. exciting. Um, Look at you, uh, Lori Petty was in a lot of stuff. All right, now I'm just scanning IMDb. Somebody close that. Yeah, everyone check out my IMDb page and check out the <laughs> check out Creature from the Big Muddy, a documentary which I took part in, and uh, and find yourself a pretty penny. It's a a western short that is coming out. Uh, you know, it's coming out in a little while. I think later this summer, last I heard. Nice, nice. Do it. Yeah, well, absolutely. You shouldn't, but um, <laughs> now <laughs> to wrap to wrap it up, we'll go we'll go back. The NBA yeah. play and stuff is definitely super boring. There's just no way it's going to be fun. Oh, it's. I don't think look, the game tomorrow gonna, is going to be fun at all. I do. Or today. The one, you know, the, I don't. We will have. Unfortunately, it's probably more instances of this are going to come up. But the one thing I did kind of want to talk about is like, are we getting concerned? Uh, and this is kind of a teaser for next week, I guess. But are we getting concerned about the number of people who are being hit in the head with baseballs this year? Because it seems oh, like from a batter standpoint. Yeah, it seems I you meant like f- uh, fans. Well, that too, man. That that you saw that kid in Seattle, but but like between Bryce Harper and Kevin Pillar, I, it's amazing that something incredibly bad didn't happen. That's why you wear a helmet. I mean, they were both wearing helmets, and they know, were both not hitting the helmets. Yeah, I, I don't know whether they. The issue is these guys throw so hard. They throw so hard now, and the control—it's become a lot less about control and placement as it's as opposed to just overpowering speed and spin rate. Yeah. So because of that, you have guys going up there throwing ninety-nine and just wild, like Alvarado for the Phillies. He's a great example of it. Yeah. He'll go out there one day and he's throwing 99, but he can't hit the plate and he's walking guys and hitting people. And that, that can be very dangerous. I, Harper kind of lucked out. His wasn't nearly as bad. Pilar looked Har- like he was in a... Harper lucked out by... He got hit in the side of the head with a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. 
It kind of clipped him. It, like, he clipped something. I don't know. It was... It, it, he let, I'll put it this way. He looked nothing like Pilar. Pilar no, looked that like was he was scary, in a... Man. Pilar looked today in his press conference like he was in a 12-round boxing war. Yeah. That's how bad his face looked. Like, yeah, and, and the ref did not stop the fight. No, sure let, him, let him go. He... It's Mickey Ward Gotti won in that in in that's what happened to him. Just just absolutely a pummeling back and forth between him and the baseball. Like if if that clip I saw ended with Kevin Pillar dead, I would not have been surprised. No, not even a little bit. Like it's he got hit sport. square in the nose. I don't think people understand just how dangerous baseball actually is. I get terrified still of just batted balls back up the middle at pitchers. I'm amazed more major league pitchers don't get beaned every single year. This is the happens, reason, that's the reason terrifying. I wouldn't pitch in Little League. Seriously. No, well, I was terrible. I think I pitched one inning ever. I have one career strikeout oh. uh, in like double A baseball way back in the day. Um, Wait, well, yeah. I'm talking about real. What, are you, what is double A? Are we talking yeah, about like... like Minors? Like no, no, I'm talking about like little league. You know how Yeah, well, no, mean, okay. Well we played in different little leagues is the is the moral of the story. But well, I guess just the it's the classification. It? I was at, I was at the I was at Suckliff. Oh yeah, you're right. I was at Miles. So sure. Because our, like, our, 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 we had the minors and the the majors. And right, T so ball minors majors. It was yeah, it was T ball pitching machine, double A, triple A majors, and then whatever, seniors or whatever that was when you oh, went yeah, to the big field. Too, right, yeah. Uh but so double A would have been like the first real like kids pitch the whole game that sort of thing. It was the first step out of pitching machine. Yeah, I didn't. I never. I didn't start playing until I was like thirteen or fourteen, and I always regretted that. But yeah, this would know. have been like nine. This would have been like ten, nine or ten, and then like eleven. Ten, eleven is ten, eleven would have been triple A, and then majors would have been twelve because those were the eleven, twelve, depending on if you were good enough to play up there. Because that would have been, like, if you made the travel team, that was the team that had the chance to make the Little League World Series. And then I went on to play in a softball t league in Roxborough. So it's, you know... The, it was all the, worth it, Chris. It was, it was all, all worth it. Played one game before I quit because I really hated it, and I didn't think anyone took it seriously. So That's the problem with... So I would love to play softball. One, I'd probably tear something. Two, uh... It's I just, way harder I, than you think it is. I need uh, it. At least I, I, me, for me. Well, I mean, I've played in, like, company softball events, and I'm always the guy that's, like, jacking ho like, trying to hit it as hard as I can every time. Or uh, being the cutoff man and gunning balls to the catcher at home. <laughs> uh, I once, I was playing in a, in a one, I was playing shortstop, which makes no sense because I was never good at shortstop. Uh, more of a first baseman. <laughs> uh, but catch, catch the ball, turn. And just fire the ball home. And there's no helmets. It's a company softball game. Right. I just fire one without really looking. And <laughs> the ball just ta it starts tailing right. And I'm telling you, man, thank God this, this girl who was running was about five feet further ahead. Because there is a serious chance that I lead one right right into the backslash side of her head. Oh. And I remember that, that like three seconds of time... As that ball was floating through the air, I go, oh, well, I'm fired and probably going to have to be paying for hospital bill. Oh, God, thank God. It hit the backstop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was terrifying. I've I've always thought it was super weird. Like, because, you know, I, I've played in flag football leagues and stuff like that for a lot of my adult life and in college and stuff like that. 
and I'm objectively a very good quarterback. But in baseball, that, that does not translate. I cannot throw a baseball with the accuracy I can throw a football. With the baseball, I just kind of don't know where it's going to go. What's well, a different it, grip? It, it's especially after I when I'm not playing for a while. Speaking of Miles Park, I was you know because every once in a while when you're playing basketball at Miles, you'll get the old watch out because oh, God, somebody yeah. somebody hits a baseball down to the uh, down to the basketball court, and uh, it was just some like random like random little kids team or something like that, and one of the coaches hit a ball into the court, and I threw it back. Uh, Greg, I missed him by about forty feet, and it went <laughs> rolling down Joshua Road. <laughs> oh, dear God, dude. That's not great. Well, sports. Things at happen, least, buddy. At least we ended with sports. All right, that's it for this week's episode of uh, You're Wrong and Here's Why. I'm laughing because before this, I was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Turns out it was Adam Sandler movies and celebrities. <laughs> Such is life. And remember, this is free. For Greg Crone, I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. <laughs>